Right, good evening everyone. Welcome to the Understarters Orders podcast. It is Thursday the 5th of December. It is bonfire night and outside I can see lots of the sky lighting up around me and hopefully we're going to light up your stars this weekend. So here we are, Declan Carroll joins me. Hello Declan. Hey there now folks. How are you doing mister? Good to see you here again. Andrew coming to see you as well. Hello Andrew. Hi Chris, how are you? I'm good, thank you. And Stephen, you are here, Mr. Stephen Edwards. Good evening, folks. Good, and we are joined by a very special guest this week. Uh, it's Miss Hannah Baycroft. Hello, Hannah. Hello, thank you so much for having me. That's excellent. Uh, it's good to have you on board here. And uh, Hannah's um, fresh face on Twitter, I've seen, but you're making waves, I can see, in the Twitter hierarchy. I can uh, see, and you've got your own racing channel. Would you just like to... Maybe go in and tell us how you got into the racing game. Yeah, so, I mean, really, I started my channel um, this year in lockdown. Um, I'm a presenter and I thought, you know what, I need to have I need to have a niche. And I've always had horses all my life. I've always followed racing. And I just thought, you know, if I just join the two, I can uh, hopefully make it a career. So, yeah, I want to be a racing presenter. And, of course, in lockdown, there's not much any of us could do. So I thought, right, if I just build up some content, then I can use that hopefully as a portfolio and put it forward to future employers. So I started my YouTube channel, started reaching out to jockeys, ex-jockeys and trainers. And, um, well, obviously, due to the restrictions, I had to interview over Zoom, which is not a problem. I'm, I'm quite tech savvy, so that was good. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, my uh, racing channel, which is Racing with Hannah. And uh, what's your Twitter handle, Hannah, if you want to give that a plug? So my Twitter handle is Racing with Hannah as well. Um, but unfortunately, I could only fit in, I think it was eight characters. So there is an H on the end. But if you type in Racing with Hannah, it should come up. Yeah, well, that's great. Thanks. It's great that you're joining us this week. And we are going to be covering the Breeders' Cup meeting this weekend. Now, none of us on here um, declare ourselves amazing American racing enthusiasts, would we say? Not really. <laughs> no, no. Deathly silence there, deathly silence. But we're going to give it a good go because there's a lot of European challenges in there and I think it's it's one of the best meetings that we have all year and hopefully we can pick out a few winners for you there. Uh, we're going to start with the 8-10 tomorrow night at Keeneland. It's the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf presented by Coolmore America and this is over a mile, it's a grade one uh, for two-year-old Colts and Geldings. Battleground heads a typically strong European turnout here in the Juvenile Turf with the Royal Ascot and Glorious Goodwood winner being to emulate his dam found uh, winning, by winning uh, at the two-day event in Keeneland. Found won the Breeders' Cup Turf last time in the championships were held in Kentucky track back in 2015. And he bids to give Aidan O'Brien and Ryan Moore a fifth race in this one million Juvenile Turf. Uh, Battleground heads this cast of seven European runners, including three from Britain, whose chief hope is probably New Mandate. And he earned his ticket by winning the Group 2 Royal Lodge at Newmarket back in September. That was a pretty decent performance for a win-in-the-year-in kind of race. Uh, and Ralph Red Beckett, which is also, he's also fielding Debbie Waller in here, who's going to have his first ride for young jockey Ross Ryan, which is brilliant to see uh, Ross out there. And talking all about other debutants there, it's Michael Bell's first time to have Learjet out there. Uh, that'll be his first Breeders' Cup runner. Uh, he's got a terrible draw, though, in 14, it looks like. And we've got Muta Sarbeck, who's, he, who's heading the American Challenge. And he posted a perfect trial when coming off the pace on that Group 2 Bourbon Stakes at Keeneland last month. You can tell I've done my brushing up on this. 
and Todd Pletcher have run this uh, 10 years ago with um, one of his stars, Pluck. Um, Andrew, let's start you off with this. Where would you like to start with this one, mate? Yeah, um, it's almost like the Americans forgot this was actually a race, uh, to be honest, Chris, because when you, when you actually look into it a little bit more, runners like uh, Epico, um, he's ex-Irish, uh, Paddy Toomey used to train him. Um, I, I see Mark Cass has a couple of runners. He's a Canadian trainer, so it's almost like they, they there was just nothing for them really. I know Wesley Ward, I see him there with with out a door. Um, it, it kind of this race for me kind of it, it depends where you come down on battleground because we haven't seen him uh, for a hundred and one days. So he he was a non runner at the Curra due to uh, coughing in the national stakes, and and that would have given us a real good um. A real good gauge because you know that 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 race was probably the best one of the best two year old races run all year because obviously the first three home or the first three home in the in the Dewhurst as well. Um, he's five to one. He's by Warfront. Aidan O'Brien has won this uh, won this particular race with U.S. Breads. Um, you know, going going back George Vancouver by Henry the Navigator. Um, strikes my mind. You know, there there is a couple. You know, he's had a couple of Sons of Warfront win this race as well. Um, you know, again, you see, I see new mandate there as well. He would have really been my fancy because he was, in my opinion, the best two-year-old in the UK this year. Um, my one reservation with him is he's very, very keen through his races. Um, and, you know, it, it is November now. He's had five starts, so, you know, there, there is the chance that he may be a little bit over the top because he does give himself race you know every time he runs um, Silawi is a big price for a group one winner I know the ground was virtually bottomless when he won at, at Longchamp beating um, beating a, a pretty lacklustre kind of field beating Nando Parado um, as easy as he wanted he seemed like he was the only horse to get through the very heavy conditions that day um, Cadillac I can't see him liking the ground he has a real action on him um, and personally, I think it might be a mistake running them here. I think they'd be better off just possibly waiting. I know going all the way out to America isn't ideal to be scratched, but he does have a big action, and I couldn't see him really going on this ground. Um, it's not a race of a huge opinion on Chris, to be brutally honest. I think the Learjet, I can't see him getting this trip whatsoever. Prince of Lear was a very precocious type, and you know he's out of a green desert mare. It just screams sprinting. Um, and you know the mile from stall fourteen, it wouldn't be really entice me. Um, I know I, I kind of slated new mandate there a little bit, but if he can settle and he should, you know, with with more racing, um, he should be able to settle. And hopefully the season hasn't had too big of an impact on him. He is a gelding, which is very rare to see in a two-year-old at this level. And um, usually it's the lesser horses that get gelded at two. Um. But he would be my pick here because I just think he, you know, he's had such a good season and and I do feel like he could go on. And I think he'd be really, really suited to this race. And I think Frankie Dettori will, will, is a nice jockey booking for him. So I'm going to go with new mandate here, Chris, but I wouldn't be going too mad. Excellent. Thank you very much, Andrew. Declan, want to cast your eyes over this? Yeah, look, new mandate has, has said he was certainly impressive the last day. Uh, he beat Cove and, you know, we've sought to use Cove all season to, you know, to we, we've taken a line through Cove to, to find some winners all season and, and use his form. His form is quite good and he did run a, a decent race the last day at Doncaster. The form 
of, of new mandates race though on Newmarket hasn't been Frank by Ontario. Um but like he, he's he's good for he's good for the mile here. Battleground is has become a, a bit of an unknown again. He's arguably the, the best two year old, but we you know, we we're, we're guessing there still. Hasn't been seen since July and look I I've no doubt he'd be on the game. You know, all tonight and tomorrow because the, the the game is good game in the states. You can eat as much of it as you want, so he'll um he'll certainly be turning up prime for this. Uh, I, I get what Andy's saying about Cadillac. Like on on this ground, he's he's kind of one. You know, he's he's at least a mile, isn't he? You know, he wants the mile and some. I think, and you know, the the pace could could suit him. He'll certainly be staying on, but it just might be. It might be a little bit fast underfoot for him. Uh, the, the American horse must have must have said back. You'll have to head me out with these these Arab names again. As he won some, yeah, he won some bourbon grade two. Uh, I had a quick squint at the farm. But it doesn't seem to be much behind it, and the racing post reckons he's slow. So I started to put a line, a line through him. Um, sail away. You worry about the grounds, like this could be a bit of a, a culture shock for him. He did win on that that um bad ground arc weekend. Look, I, I'm looking towards Devil Wallet. Uh, and now we spoke about him during the season. Like he, he's a little inconsistent. He he ran well at York, um, and then he ran no race. Well, he ran a cracker in the do horse. His actual only. His only win was his first race, and that was good to firm. And I definitely think, I think he has a chance here in this race because you know there's there's, there's a lot of question marks, even though there's good horses in here. It's it's the conditions of the race that bring the question marks to them, really. And you know, I reckon he could go well here at a decent price. You know, he's totally treated the one here with with powers, but you, you could probably get some. You probably get bigger than that. If you want to have a bet in this, I think he, he could be decent in each way value. I think it's be, that would be a fantastic story for Ross Ryan to go over and, and back his first uh, American win. Um, Stephen? Yes, it was a good-looking race on paper, isn't it? Um, like Andy said, a lot depends on on what is what story is with Battleground. It's been off a, off a hell of a long time, isn't it? But I suppose Muta Sabek, he's, he's probably a worthy worthy home favourite for Top Fletcher. He's, he's, he's interesting, he raced twice on dirt, where he bolted up on debut, then bumped into the very smart uh, Jackie's Warrior, who goes later on in, goes off a warm order in the more prestigious juvenile dirt later on in the card. New Mandate is it progressive, but he, he only just does enough, you know, he's not really impressive on the eye to me. I'm not sure what the form amounts to. Like, Kobe's obviously a good yardstick, and he ran, ran really well in the in the racing post trophy. But I mean, on, on Tyro, we've spoken about it in the same breath as maybe St. Mark's of Basilica or Wembley or even the Battleground, I'm hoping, you know, who I'm really keen on. My, my concern would be the late, long layoff, you know. But I'm putting that down to the fact he obviously had a, he had a slight problem, didn't he? And also the ground's been pretty bad in, in Britain this year in Ireland. Seal away, absolutely bolted up in the leg of there, but it's hard to gauge that form. That was... That ground was nearly unraceable that day, you know, on that day. It's going to be a completely different ball game for him. Cadillac's got all the form in the book, but like the guys have already said about him, you know, he's probably looking for a bit more of a trip next year. But um, battleground for me would be, would be a pretty confident selection if everything's right, you know. I just, I just don't think we've got anywhere near the bottom of him. 
I know like Phoebe's company yeah, would be like a proper yardstick now because he, unfortunately <laughs> he's been campaigned a bit like a Mark Johnson always, hasn't he, since Goodwood? But he had plenty of good form at like Brand New Market and, and Goodwood looked like a good horse, didn't he? But he just seems to have been over since. But I'm hoping Battleground can do the business. Excellent. Thanks very much, Stephen. Right, podcast virginity going to be taken here, Hannah. <laughs> well, look, I'm drawn to anything that Frankie Tory's on, to be honest. I mean, aren't we all? Um, I think if my pick would probably be New Mandate. Obviously, some really great wins. Um, I like someone at Doncaster, especially. Um, yeah, that's that's who I'd go with, really, is, is New Mandate. But I, well, of course, the strong contender is Battleground, but with the two last wins but yeah I am I'm, I'm always drawn to Frankie Tutorial as I know a lot of us are but yeah definitely that would be my pick I think a lot of people are joined, drawn to Frankie mm. aren't they Frankie Factor everyone's naddy <laughs> <laughs> excellent so let's just summarise our selections Hannah you're going with Frankie yeah. on your mandate yeah I've backed that around already Chris yeah but Battleground, Andrew. Yeah, I'm beyond new mandate, but I, I do have to give props for deck. That was actually that 33 to 1 poke is definitely not without a hope. Good. And Declan, you're going for the Ross Ryan Devawala. Yeah, Dev Devawala. Show bet. Show Fantastic. That is a show bet, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that is a huge show bet. Thank you very much. <laughs> Right, let's move on to the next Group 1 race. It's the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf Race at half past nine on Friday night. Um, live on Sky Sports Racing, or at the races, whatever you want to call it. I still call it that. Um, do you know what? How extraordinary is Miss Amulet, really? We ragged to Rich's season. £7,500 yearling bargain by now faces the toughest death, probably in this one million Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf. Bidding to make history for... As the first Irish Strange winner of the race, not had one of those before. Um, she started with racing post races of 58 and 66. And then she bolted up in that race, that maiden at uh, Cork. Phenomenal improvement, hasn't we? That's it. I know Declan's a big fan of M. Samuel. Is that right, Declan? Um, I am. Yeah, I am. But I'm, in, I'm not sure this is going to suit. Um, I don't know whether she'll get the mile. And I don't know whether... You know, you look at these races, it's like, ah, it's an easy mile, but is it? Because they, they go like the clappers, like, they're, they're flat to the bars from, from the get-go. And, you know, you have to go around bends and, and all sorts. So I, I just, you know, I, I'm a little bit... I, I, I wrote her name down and I put a star beside her and I was like, yeah, that's my fancy. But the more I think about it, I don't know. I'm a little bit concerned. I know that, you know, it's, it's going to be like a road over there. So that's going to help getting the trip, but... You know, was she stepping up two furlongs? Yeah. You know, a little bit, little bit concerned. Um, looking at Wes Ward's horse, uh, Campanel came to Europe, um, won twice in Europe. But like we, we sort of used that form to to beat or the horses throughout the year. Like you know, they come over to Europe. They're a little bit bigger. Um, you know, it must be it must be that good grass they eat in the states. But uh, they're they're a little bit bigger and you know they're they're lightning quick they break they break really fast but you know when you're coming to the Breeders' Cup surely a lot of your training is based around breaking from the stalls very fast because that's the sort of racing so you know I, I think when when Wes Ward brings it the two year olds over they're catching our horses by surprise a bit and I, I 
you know, I, I, I just I don't don't fancy Campanelle at all. Um yeah, it's hard to go through this American farm. Like every horse you look at has won a, a grade one. It's one of grade one handicaps, like you know, can't get my head around them at all. Uh Joe Maddie is has has won a grade two. Mother Earth, I'm I'm not convinced. Uh really not convinced where uh I, I know Andy likes her, but I I not not really warm with her, but I, I do like Udnat Um I think she's overpriced here. She's had one bad run and I, I think she'll get this trip well. And you know, if, if I did get some money off the first bet and I, I was likely to have another bet over the weekend on this race and I'd probably be going towards uh Udnatata here. Look, Je- Jesse's gone over there as well. With the way the world is at the moment and her age, like she wasn't allowed to go racing in Ireland for a while. <laughs> and she she has made the trip over. You know, um, I'm not being ageist or, or anything like that, but, you know, we, we all know what's going on. And, and she has made the trip over here. Um, whether it's for the holiday or not, I don't know. She but the vote, yeah. yeah, she went over to get her vote in, yeah. Should have posted it over. Uh, look, she's gone over, so she she must she she must be expecting. Um, she must be ex- expecting something to go in. Maybe she's like, it's a quarantine. And what? Well, well, it's probably cost you a business want? trip, so she doesn't have to quarantine when she comes back. <laughs> yeah, you just drop it off on the tax bill as well, don't you? It's a free trip. <laughs> no, look. <laughs> Apparently she left Kate at home when in the house. So, so that <laughs> Someone's car to be parked outside all weekend. Look, I, 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 I think this horse has a, has a very good chance here. Um, I, I, I think she's good value. I do like Miss Samuel, but uh, no, I'd be trying towards Jesse's horse, and we, I yeah. think. <laughs> There'll be celebrations in Kildare now if she does go in. <laughs> Was that watching? Yeah. Staying on well <laughs> in the mind, Finishing. Breeders' Cup in Kildare, I'd say. Yeah, she was staying on well in that third and third in the Moigler. Um, Andy, I know you like uh, Mother Earth. Mother Earth was uh, in snow forward at the centre of that dramatic Phillies mix up, weren't they, last time? Yeah, Mother Earth teleported into third place after initially running badly, which wasn't a bad run in the end. Um, this is a difficult race to get my head around. Aidan O'Brien, surprisingly enough, um, I, I looked this up. I don't think he's ever won the Juvenile Phillies. Um, he's won the Colts version a few times. I, I with, rode George Vancouver and hit it a bomb. Three horses that came into the race with a wealth of experience. Um, so, you know, Aidan O'Brien, that's why I was a little surprised by Battleground, maybe. He does usually send a real battle-hardened horse over here. Um, and with that said, you could maybe look out for that, maybe Lipizzana in the sprint as well, earlier on the card on the Friday. But Mother Earth comes here with basically, you know, she's basically only ran below form once um, in her career when well-beaten by Shale in the My Glare. Um, you know, like, it's it's kind of hard to know if... if how good she is. Udnatata, or my God, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that one, but her <laughs> form is probably the best Europe. You could even argue that maybe her form is the best European form on offer. I know, I know, 
I know Ken Condon's Philly, um, Miss Amulet has won the louder. But, you know, finishing third to Shale and pretty gorgeous in, in Group 2 company, that's really, really strong form, you know, to look at. But I, I have a feeling that the Yanks are going to win this. Um, now, I pre, I probably feel pretty comfortable with having, like, 10 of the 14 runners on side, but I'm not going to do that. Um, the one I the one I've been looking at was Aunt Pearl. Now she is quite short at three to one. I, I won't be getting involved because I, I don't like throwing dark the form that I'm not really, really comfortable with. Um but she looked a little bit out of the ordinary on her latest start um at, at Keeneland and uh, winning as kind of as easily as she wanted. It, it was a grade two, so it wasn't it wasn't these big grade ones that they're giving out free and happy meals as what Declan alluded to earlier. But um <laughs> Look, she she looks a little bit out of the ordinary from what from what I saw there, um, and she you know she ran in decent time, um, and the RPR of one hundred and ten, you know that that's that's pretty decent as well. Um, she absolutely smashed the stakes. Yeah, it was it was it was really really eye catching to to those clock monkeys that absolutely you know live by it and you know in american racing where it's you, you know you're out with stalls and you're into fifth gear and it's not about riding the race it's just about trying to keep your horse <laughs> the longest um trying to find the second that's goal. it yeah get that lasix kicking in but anyway i've got to stop with that and <laughs> um, look i'll be going with aunt peril here and um, but i would not put anybody off mother earth because she really fit that two-year-old profile when aiden o'brien sends a horse over for these juvenile races they're usually a tough as a four pound steak so just keep an eye on her because she, she probably will run a race again and she's a very you know she's a nice place for a show so yeah <laughs> keep it up Hannah Hannah what did you make sorry this one? what did you make um, this one Hannah see you know everywhere I look it's Campanella isn't it and of course with the one I'm always drawn to is Frankie Tatori uh, unbeaten well yeah I look I my pick is Plum Alley it's Plum Alley, because I was torn between Campanelle, but I think Plum Alley um, won all three of her three starts. Definitely a strong contender. Yeah. That would be my pick. Um, you've got Aunt Pearl's the favourite, isn't she? So, yeah. No, I'm going to stick with Plum Alley for this one. I was very indecisive, but yeah, yeah no, Plum Alley. Plum Alley's, um, she does seem quite versatile and... Uh... She's gone from the front. She's she's come from behind. Maybe she's the most versatile one. Aunt Pearl, you know, smashed that stakes record, but she hasn't been, you know, challenged for the lead yet in both of her victories. And uh, she's probably going to face a bit of competition here with Campanelle going from the front as well. I think Plum Alley rates the the one from the from, from the USA horses actually that Luke's one that could be in behind and pick it up close home. I think she's got a right good turn of course. What about yeah, you? Yeah, no, that's a good race. Uh, Declan made a really good point a minute ago. I never really thought of it like that. You know, like when you get when Wesley will bring one over to Ascot, you think of horses like Lady Aurelia, like uh Acapulco. They're built like proper brick shit houses, aren't they? They're they're sort of six months ahead of our of our juveniles. And I'm just sort of you sort of think maybe when as our summer carries on and develops, we probably catch up with them a little bit, but um, it's not it's not a race we've done too well, in, is it? You think in the last fifteen years, I think Chrysillium, Charlie Hills, and Flotilla, Michael Desongles, they're the only two winners we've had from Europe, and I think in the duration of the race. 
to think that Aiden's not actually won the races there. Uh, I don't think he's won, is he? I think that's um, it's quite a surprise, really. No, he's not. But uh, Campanelle, I guess we should start with. It's probably the strongest European form enough a bit. It's over six furlongs. Stepping up to a mile. I say European form, it's a yank, isn't it? But um, he won the morning, beating Mando Prado and Riven Master over six. I don't think that form has really been boosted much, has it? Like, Mando Prado has been beaten since his favourite. It's probably hard to criticise that form because it was a lagger there on that, on that horrible ground. But River Master was third that day. He was since well beaten in the Mill Reef, got Alka, mate, and uh, a thousand to one. Um, up to a mild, we think we going to get a mild. I suppose being out of Kodiak, it should be a problem, should it? But I do like the Irish Phillies, like Chris. Who in the dark room, Mother Earth, I know they've been run up against each other a couple of times, but. You know they're going to get the trip. The thing with Mother Earth is I think the penny sort of dropped, dropped last time, you know. That race at Moonmarket, it's been disappointing a few times, hasn't it? But um, just yeah, running with, yeah. with some nice fast grounds, you know, she could just be the answer to this. The form behind Pretty Gorgeous is probably the best form on offer, I would say. And Udna Data as well, you know, she's only run three times. She could be, there could be a lot more improvements to come from there, you know. That my glare form is yeah. pretty strong. Are you starting on that side with the uh, Unadata team? I think you're totally within your rights to back to it. They're both 12 to 1. Unadata and Mother Earth, I think they've both got great each way shouts. Declan Unadata for yourself? Oh, then I'm back to British Horse and this. Oh, no, sorry. There's none. There's none. You didn't send any over. Unadata, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> right, Andrew. Um I got um look, I, I do think Aunt Pearl is she she could be that bit smart. Um oh god, but you see I I followed Mother Earth to this point and I, I do think this race is so tailor made for um look, I'll I'll probably have a saver on Mother Earth. I'll, I'll go Aunt Pearl with a saver on Mother Earth and I'll, I'll do the forecast as well. Why not? Going all over. <laughs> You're jumping off that cliff. Jumping off that cliff. <laughs> he'll, he'll have a place on one with a show on yeah. the other. Yeah. 80%, 20%. Right, Hannah, you plum alley? Yeah. Yes, I I think so. I, I definitely think so, yeah. Plum alley for me. Yeah. Plum alley for myself, actually. I thought that uh, got a decent turn of foot last time. Right, moving on to Saturday's card now. Saturday, it's the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint at 5.50pm. Live on Sky Sports, obviously, or what you want to call it, at the races. Uh, I thought this was probably the most competitive um, sprint I've seen in a long time. Um, I th- I th- I've got Stormy, Imperis, Leinster, Alexandra, all grade state winners at Keeneland. They're coming together for this grade one. It's got a maximum field of 14. Imperis and Leinster were 6 and 7th in the 20, 2019 turf sprint when it was hosted at Santa Anita. Length that was Leinster's eighth outing of the season. While this year's renewal, he's only had four starts this year. He's coming off a consecutive Grade Two victories at Keeneland, both um, with triple-digit buyer speed figures. I was looking at the buyer speed figures; that is very interesting. Uh, he won the Shaker Town um, in a course record time, and then he won the Woodford Stakes in a course record time. Leinster looks um, a there's right worthy favourite to be coming at it from that angle. Um, Alcino is bringing Impress to the Breeders' Cup. 
sprinter. He's had eight weeks off and he's probably done that by design. He's a six-year-old mer. Uh, it's very difficult. Alexandra emerged with a broken splint last time, so I don't know whether she's fully over that. It's a very interesting race. Scott Storm is uh, another solid, solid horse. And then you've got Kevin Ryan's glass slippers in here. Uh, cool. Dear me, flying five victory at Curry last time was brilliant. What do you think about so this? One race off, Stephen? I've got no opinion on Chris. Um, Leinster, don't they? They beat Munster, don't they? Is it? Is it rugby? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, they usually win the European Cup. Um, no, I totally honest, Chris. It's really. I'm really going to pass the buck on this one. Uh, glass slippers, obviously. We know about all the European form winning the Leve and Sprinting Islands. Been a great servant. But, I mean, very consistent servant over here this year. That, I wouldn't have a clue how that's going to time with a form over in America, you know, especially on on ground as fast as this. But, yeah. Yeah, swiftly passed over from you, Stephen. Yeah. What about yourself, Hannah? Yeah, I'm trying to find my race card. I'm so sorry. I'm flicking Don't worry about it. Where's it gone? So if you just come back to me in a couple of moments. Okay, no worries. Let's go to Declan. Declan, come on, mister. Yeah, look, um, Lancer comes here on, on the back of two grade two wins over course and distance, you know, and he, he has beaten some of these. Like, they've, they've been behind him. I know you said it was his eighth run of the season, um, but they're all over five furlongs, aren't they? So, you know, that's really only like running in, in one five mile chase. Um you know, and horses in this country do that every week. Now okay Mark Johnson's horses do. Yeah. <laughs> What's the name of that horse you all like? Communicate. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I do like Lancer here having um studied his, his American form really hard. Uh look the fact he's coming here off off two um, course and distance wins that were great tools. Uh, glass slippers. This is a new test. He's had a fine finish to the season. You know, if he enjoys this, who knows? You know, who knows? Could be bang there. I, I don't. You know, I don't like sprints at the best of times. And you don't. Uh, I always think you don't have to. That some of them don't have to improve an awful lot to to get into the mix in in the group ones. But sprints around the bend, you just you know, sprints are hard enough. If you don't need much to go wrong to be out of the race because they're over so quick, but you add in a, a bend like you have here in days, and you know, ah, oh, good luck, good luck. It's it's a bit of a minefield, this. And um, looking at uh, Alexandra has won a group one over six furlongs, and um, doesn't look imprimis has beaten some of these, but you know, it's, it's not for me. Uh, I, I do like Lancer here. If I was going to have a bet in this race, and I'd advise people not to have a bet in this race because <laughs> you don't need much to go wrong in sprints at, at the best of time. In four, four long races, you need very, very little to go wrong to lose a race. And when you have to go around the bend, and you know, I just, you, you want to have way too much money to be having a bet in this race. But if you're looking for a selection, it, it's Lancer due to the two Carson distance wins and haven't beaten some of them before. There's there's going to be an absolute furious pace here. I watched um, Big Runner and uh, Just Might's last victor, last two victories uh, for Big Runner and Just Might's last two runs as well. And uh, they both like to go very hard from the front and they're drawn one and two. And you're probably thinking, if you are drawn wide in this, you have absolutely no chance. So I could probably say that Got Stormy, you know, we've got Equilateral in here who's, you know, 
it was a quality horse a couple of seasons ago and really has been poor. Um, he's got no chance from that draw, really. Uh, Leinster is the one for me as well, too, Declan. Um, great times posted up, but as you say, you do want to be having a big... Um, you want to be having 10 pence on this or something like that because it's just not a betting race, is it, at all? Uh, Andrew? Yeah, I'm just taking here. I think Leinster's kind of been oddly campaigned. Like a 32-19 win against the Glasgow Warriors only three days ago. Coming over for the Breeders' Cup. <laughs> and then there's a three-day turnaround when they, when, when they go up against the Ospreys. You know, I'm not sure about that, but... Um, no, look, I, this, this is a bit... This is a bit of a clusterfuck of a race, in my opinion. Um, you know, like it's it's been started in 2008... Um, and, and you know you, I, I could just imagine you, you have a really good five furlong horse and you're targeting the Breeders' Cup sprint and you go oh bollocks it's over six and a half furlongs this year it like, it, <laughs> it, like six, I'm looking here from 2008 six and a half six and a half five five six seven six and a half five and a half seven six and a half five five and a half five who on air seven is sprint distance you know like like <laughs> I I don't even know how you could even you're you're just you're basically sitting there and you've if you you've a decent sprinter you're just praying the races over the distance that the designated distance um and then to call it a grade one oh look anyway um I'll stop there this, this, you know you're gonna need if you if you're trying to win this from a high draw you're gonna need Sonic the Hedgehog in front and you're gonna hope they stop dead because you know I I can't see how you're gonna win from from the car park here. Um, you know, Mongolian Saturday, I think, did it or did it in 2015 and he was just much the best horse in the race. It's a better race this year. Um, oh, like, the one I was looking at was Wet Your Whistle who seems to go across who uh, <laughs> seems to go across um, light and quick ground really, really well. Um you know, you know, Leinster has beaten them in the past. Even Stall, you know, Stall 7 is, is fine for Leinster. The one that I saw with the best form was probably Got Stormy, um, who's by Get Stormy, so they're probably up all night thinking of his name. But Stall 12 would be very, that, that would just put me off. I, I, I couldn't see, I couldn't see really backing anything with confidence from, from a draw that high. But Blake like, had a nice season. He, he looked he looked as good as ever on his last start, and sometimes sprinters just get into form. Now, connecting a bit unlucky because the the race is over five and a half furlongs this year, and his best form maybe over six. But you know, if Sonic the Hedgehog gets in front, he might pick up the pieces late. So I'd expect him after Jose Ortiz, but I think he's quite a price each way for this set of a heat. But anyway. Yeah, I think you'll need Sonic the Edge and Knuckles roll together to win the race from that. Bring it. Um, Hannah, you to <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I have to actually agree with your point that you said about uh, equilateral when you said you were disappointed because I was too, actually, especially at the beginning of the year, um, you know, with that win. At, where was that win? Um, it was at the beginning of the year. Uh, where's it gone? We've lost it. <laughs> Good old laptops. Um, but no, yeah, so I just, I started to feel up equilateral a bit. Um, although that last third in September wasn't too bad. But for this race, I think my pick would have to be with the favourite, which is Got Stormy, the American runner. Um, yeah, so if I was to place a bet on this race, it would be Got Stormy. 
Storming, oh, storming. Right, I think we can kind of gloss over that race, do you think? Because it's not really one that we want to really... <laughs> put so the like, like, up, really, like, do yeah, you? No, wet your whistle with the blinds, Chris. Yeah, Letting me whistle with whistle the blinkers. Whistle, Easy money, night, 16 to 1. <laughs> this is probably the one race to get a winner, isn't it? Yeah, wet your whistle's going to bolt yeah, it. <laughs> All right, I'll put it, we'll put our next on the line. Len, Credit <laughs> Union. Go, Andrew. Leinster. <laughs> right, excellent, excellent. Right, let's move on now. Moving on to the Breeders' Cup, Philly and Mers, which is at 657. Uh, yeah, another opening renewal that sees John Gosden and Aidan O'Brien saddle two, uh, two of the top five in the betting peaceful and Tara Bellum. Uh, have hit and missed seasons, so it may just be may pay to back an outside of this field, maybe with Jessica Harrington's Kay and Pepper, who's uh, had more than a respectable campaign, wouldn't you say, Declan? Yeah, definitely. Uh, very, very solid filly, you know. I, I don't think she's been out of the force, too, has she? All season, like you know, this, this test could really see her. She might want this this lightning fast ground. Um, she, you know, we, I think we were we were all um sort of we, we had a good chat about her for the the Irish Oaks, and maybe she just didn't didn't quite stay. Like you know, this could be more her trip. Uh, one mile, one and a half furlongs. You know, she could be just one of those unfortunate horses. Yeah, a nine and a half four long horse. Um, now look, she she's a. Uh, I really really like her here, and the fact that you know, I won't do the whole Jesse thing again, but she is over there. You know, she's meant over there. She popped her vote in, and she's turning up in Kentucky, um, on Saturday night. Uh, Russell is is off the back of two great ones, and you know, it, it, when you delve into that form. Look, I, I won't I won't speak because I know nothing about American racing. You know, and I've very little interest in it. But I did have a little look through the farm, and you know, you, you can argue there that uh, she is she is the worthy favourite on the back of those two two wins. Uh, me and Mary was was just beaten, only just beaten by her by rushing ball at Saratoga, and you know that could change with the extra half a furlong or whatever it is like you know me and Mary could definitely definitely reel her in I wonder has Peaceful thrown in the tail um, just for the season even maybe for I don't know but she she's had a tough season she hasn't run loads but she has run in high quality races they've been, they've been all very good races and you know maybe it, it, it just after the last day pulled up I didn't hear if there was anything up or afterwards but you know she could have just thrown in the tail it has been a, a tough campaign for her uh, Sister Charlie probably looks held here you know I, I mean I was obviously drawn drawn to uh, Harvey's little Goyle you know what a name <laughs> one winner here with the track as well and a name like that you know, you gotta you gotta have a little side there, a little savvy on, on Harvey's little girl here in this one. Uh and then the other one, Civil Union, is a grade one winner as well. But as we sort of discussed beforehand, you know, there's grade ones every day of the week in America. What do they really mean? You know, outside the really, really big races that we know we that we've heard of in this country, it, it's hard to know how good they are. Um but look K.M. Pepper, the fact, again, Jesse's gone over. 
she is solid. She's such a solid filly, and and she could really, really relish this test. And I think she's um, look, she's nine to one. That that could be great value. That really, really could be great value, because we don't know much about those Americans, but we know KM Pepper is is a really good horse. Excellent. Thanks very much for that. Uh, bit drawn a bit. Are you not worried about that draw right outside of stall fourteen? I uh, look, didn't even look at it. I know they're on dog tracks and it's really, really important. Where you know, yeah, that that could that could ruin our chances. But you know, why would you let something important like that get in your way of a bit? You know. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not preaching this. Uh, what's it called? We're not preaching gam- responsible gambling here, are we? No, this is most definitely no, no. It's it's irresponsible gambling whilst irresponsible drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's better, especially with wet your whistle in the last row. Yeah. <laughs> right, Stephen, come on. Some great names in this, isn't it? Mean Mary. Name also. Mean Mary. Just... <laughs> 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 it's like a you, would, you wouldn't leave your jocks in the bathroom <laughs> floor if Mean Mary was around. I love it, isn't it? Why is peaceful running the sun? <laughs> like, that sun chariot, she nearly pulled up. Like, I've not, I've not done my homework, and it was was there a report on what what went wrong that day? I was just off the boil because she had a nice long break after the pre Deanne, and I thought she won she ran quite well at Leopardstown. It's just that Champs Elise caught her on the blind side, didn't she? And it was just sort of the race was sort of gone before she could respond. But I couldn't touch her at fifteen to two. Like just the form was there, but that run was so poor, you know. Just um. We put me off. Terra Bellum, this is the first time she's run over a mile and a quarter since the best part of a year. She, she tried to give it serve out to Circus Maximus in the in the Queen Anne, run a good race on the premises every time. But she, she just strikes me as a bit one pace, you know. But I, I've got to agree with Deck with Kay and Peppy, you know. She, she's, she bolted up last time, didn't she? Four lengths. But before that, she ran behind Tanawa. And what Tanawa done in the, uh, the Verme and even on arc down ground, which we wasn't sure was going to suit her, you know, that, that's got to make this. Uh, I, 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 yeah. yeah, she's actually been second for magical as well, like, you know, it's some far. Obviously, the draws probably made her a couple of points bigger. So I think she did open around a six, seven to one mark, but if Shane Foley's brave, takes a tug and hopes they go off like lunatics, she probably cut through this field. The other one that's interesting is uh, Fanshawe. This is James Fanshawe's first ever Breeders' Cup runner. This or Daira. Um she was fur behind Tanara and Alpine Star in that uh, in the opera on Arc Day on that on that horrendous ground. That would give her a squeak as well, you know. Um before that she she won a group two in France. Uh sorry, it's a group one, the Romanet. So it's just interesting. He's never gone down his path. Is he getting a bit old and thinks I might as well have a runner now or I don't know. Um Kay and Pepper for me along with that would be a good um be a confident selection for me, certainly certainly each way minimum. Excellent, thanks very much, Stephen. Uh, Andrew, wanna cash right over that? Yeah, um do you lads remember all of the flat season I was saying how Sotsas yeah. needed good ground? And if oh, and yeah. if we seen him in America we would see a performance out of reminiscent sea biscuit. Well, <laughs> look, <laughs> I don't remember that. look, if you look here, 
sister Charlie and my sister Nat are both of Sotsas's half sisters. They're older, his older half sisters. Um, both of them are they the same color? Yeah, both of them are trained in France. Both of them were transferred to America and their form was turned on its head. Um, and now unfortunately Sotsas has gone to stud, but I, I genuinely think we could have we missed something special with him not running in the Breeders' Cup turf. But look, that's neither here nor there. Um, he won an arc on <laughs> Yeah, but that's bollocks. He, he's just a very good horse. He was just a very, very good horse. Um no, the form is wrong. The form is wrong. Yeah. But anyway, um look, I'll get back to this race. Um Look, I'm 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 gonna agree with the lads. I'm I'm all over Cayenne Pepper here. This this is the bet of the weekend, in my opinion. Um, like I know there's she's in stall fourteen, but she's so uncomplicated. She's relaxes through her races. Um, you know that form with Turnawa, even so magical, and then hammering Emma Grace. Now I know that wasn't the strongest Pamford stakes in the world, but you know she's she's only getting better, and these are her American owners. So this is why. Uh, Jesse has left the house for K for the weekend, and um, it's for K and Pepper. <laughs> um, now obviously the draw is not ideal, but in my opinion, if you look to her form, she's the best filly in this race. And um, so if Shane Foley can just get an early position, which would be really, really important because the start of this race, I'm almost certain, is a furlong past the finish line. So they're going to be hitting that first bend really, really quick. It's only a seven furlong circuit in Keeneland um, on the turf track. So it's going to be really, really important. Cayenne Pepper's race will, will know her fate, I'd say, after the first bend. And if, if Shane Foley's in a decent position, maybe if you can get even just two wide and get her relaxed, uh, she'll win. Thanks very much for that. Hannah, Look, you since we're on the subject of uh, names, how good of a name is Terabellum? I absolutely love that name. Yeah, but Terabellum. no, but that's not my pick. I'm just saying it's a great name. <laughs> I always thought that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, my pick. Um, I haven't. I'll be honest. I haven't got much of an opinion on this race, but I do like Starship Jubilee. Um, I just, despite the the run at Saratoga coming fourth out of five. I, I'm looking past that, and I think, you know, the rest of the races have just been brilliant. And, you know, seven-year-old um, prices, 10 to 1. Yeah, that would be my pick, Starship Jubilee. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, everybody else? Yeah, I'm going to be... Um, what are you, what are you picking in that race, mate? My mix, on my mixed grill. Ken <laughs> Pepper. And Charlie's. On your mixed grill, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> um, Declan yeah look I, I know um, I know the draw is not ideal but you know people used to say American jockeys had the best clocks in their head but they don't do they they just they just go go like the clappers from the beginning and the slower the racing is in in the country you come from the better the clock should be in your head and look we don't only breed the best horses here we breed the best jockeys and now, Dusty Fowley, if he can get out, if he can get in, sit tight, you know, he's not too worried going around the bend. He, he could pick these off and, you know, I, I think Cayenne Pepper's great value on 9-1. Thank you very much. And Andrew? Yeah, um, keep it short. Cayenne Pepper, weekend, nap. Wow. <laughs> nap. Boom. He'll win if she, if, she, if she has a good position after the first bend, she wins. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm stoked. Statement, Mr. 
A very bold statement. <laughs> I'm so stoked after that. <laughs> right, let's move on, guys. We are moving on to the Breeders' Cup mile, which is quarter past eight on Saturday night. You know, from Circus Maximus on the fence to Raging Bull out in the parking lot, really. $2 million prize here. We've got tough, hardened, fast middle distance horses here. Junior looks to make it back to back wins on what he looks a vintage renewal, really. Chad Brown and his two other champs in the same digital age and Raging Baloo's out in the car park. UK and Irish players have got strong chances as well. We've got Camaco, main debut to the Yanks, really. But don't write off Circus Maximus. And what about Shiskin, Andrew? Yeah, this is um, Shishkin's swan song before he gets sold to Japan to take up stallion duties, which is bitterly disappointing because, you know, this horse was campaigned conservatively with a view to a four-year-old campaign and then Judman pulled up the stumps, which they're fully entitled to do if there was a, an offer there um, and they didn't want to stand on themselves. Obviously, you'd, you'd take the offer. Um, this race should really be made for him. He's He's... He's by first defence, who I'm pretty sure was a Breeders' Cup winner himself. He was a sprinter, and um, so he might have got lucky with the with the with the Breeders' Cup sprint that year. But um, you know, his his two thousand guineas win, his change of pace was just scintillating, and he hasn't really had the opportunity to replicate that since. You know, he came there absolutely swinging into Sussex, and they just got away from him. Um. And that's what made me think he'd be a good four-year-old because he just struck me that he was still a little bit weak. Um, and, you, and, you know, it didn't go according to plan at Longchamp in that kind of messy race behind Persian King. I'd say Jer Lines, because he's absolutely nothing to lose. This is his horse's last start. I say this horse has been absolutely scorching up the gallops for the last month or so. I'd say he is just ready to pop now. This is going to be his peak. I'd say they're going to... They probably campaign to bottom out, bottom them out forever because why not? Um, he is a really good, play, he is a really good each way price, uh, but he would have to reverse the form with with a couple in here like Circus Maximus. Um, you know, Camico probably should have beaten in the Sussex if he didn't get such a horrible run. Um, you know, Safe Voyage, he's had an absolutely wonderful year, but you know, as a seven-year-old, I. I'd be kind of disappointed if he won this, but John Quinn, he deserves to be here. Um, so he, he will run his race. This is always a race I've always been really confident with the European horses, and then a Yank horse wins it. Um, like it's happened a good few times. Um, now, I, I'm not overly clued up on the mile because I, I spent so long on the sprint tonight. Um, so, but... To be honest, I would love to see Siskin go out in a in a ray of sunshine, and uh, because you know if he doesn't, I feel like he'd be going to stud as a horse that did not achieve what he should have achieved, um, and and I I think if he's taken to traveling okay, and you know he's he's, he's all the better for his sixty two days off the track when he's historically ran well off a break, um. I think he's a good he's a good price to to at least get placed a show shall we say, um. So he would be he'd be my top there. Yeah, so thank no, you very um, much, Andrew. Stephen, sort of agree on what I'd like from Luvandi. I'd love, love to see Siskin win it. I'm, I'm still not convinced. He, I know he won the Guineas, which is going to sound crazy, but he really saw the Marla at Goodwood, you know. 
I'm not so sure about the French race. I think we just put a line through that. The two horses went up like headless chickens and they, everyone else ignored them. But um, I'd love to see him win. I, I don't know if I want to be on at 17 or so 8 to 1. He's, he was 14s earlier in the week. I suppose it would have been a, would have been a good each-way bet then. Safe, I'm, I'm just going to go for the European horses. Safe Voyage, I suppose if it was Haydock on soft, you'd give him an each-race squeak. You wouldn't, I wouldn't fancy him at all in this race. Circus Maximus has also sort of been against in most of his runs. Like, I sort of always try and find an excuse to give him a swerve, but it wouldn't be. I wouldn't surprise if this sort of race would suit him, you know, quick turning on the, on the turn all the time left. The, the, the pace he's shown in that, in that French race when he was uh, beyond perfectly king and he finished in front of just beyond Pinatubu, I think it was. I, I could see him. I could see him running really well at twelve to one. You know, just Camico seven to two. Um, I couldn't have that at all. That that race beating Regal Rally, the Joel Stakes. I think that, that's a good Arthur Stone off of his Guineas form. I just, I just don't think he's the same animal as he was. You know, that would. I wouldn't say I'd be a lay, but just, I just don't, I just don't see him winning a race. So for me, it'd be a. I sort of hope I'd hope Sishkin would win, but I think if you put a gun to my head for a bet, I'd, I'd be on Circus Maximus each way at twelves. He might, he just, he just might pinch it, you know. Yeah, okay. thanks very much for that, Stephen Declan. Yeah, look, I think uh, Camico is a, he's a proper Group One miler, and you know, he's a, you, you can knock that run the last day. But you were all on them battle. And you know, Camago won well. He had genuine excuses at Goodwood, um, and then he, he hasn't run over the mile in, in other defeats. But I think he is a genuine Group One miler. And yeah, look on on his on his mile farm. When you look at that race at Goodwood, you know you, you can make the excuses. They were genuine. But he deserves to be favoured here, you know. And he's he he has a big big chance here. Um, Ivar or Ivar, he's a great one winner. He actually beat Whip without parole. I think with parole was John Golson and, and Flavius, who was with Dermot Wells the last day. But I think it was a grade one handicap or something, wherever that is. So I, I don't know. I told you they're all grade one races over here. Um, uni, uni likes it here. Uni is very, very dangerous to the European horses here. He's won this last year and he really likes Caneland. And you know, if, if I think if, if one from the States is going to win it, it, it probably will be him. So I, I still believe in Siskin. And it, if the Japs are buying him for breeding, it, he's going to love this ground because it does be like a road in Japan. And they breed their, their own tough horse. Like, you know, they're not like in, in Hong Kong where they're buying European horses. They're breeding their own Japanese you know, breed of horse and they're tough and, and they get that ground, not a bother. It just be like like a road, rock hard over there. Siskin, like, he does have excuses the last two runs. That was a messy race the last day and he came swinging. He probably doesn't have as, as much excuses at Goodwood, but he did come swinging and he looked the winner and I just think he's, he's still grown up. He's still a little boy, and it, it is an it's 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 an awful shame we're not going to see him next year because I think he'd be an absolute beast of a four-year-old. I don't think anything would lay a glove on him, but you know, unfortunately, he is being shipped off the stud, and you know, maybe he has grown up a little bit now and he's turned the corner. 
and it could be, you know, Cisco and our eight to one. That that could be unbelievable value. I I've actually never seen such value at this meeting. Like you know, it's there's a lot of horses we're discussing tonight seem to be quite suited to the test, and they're they're really really good prices. And I think this could be he could win this, and you know, set sail for Japan. Uh, looking at some of the others, I I looked at Halliday. You know, it, I don't know whether the rest is a look at his form, but looking at his form tells me he'll be fourth in this race. And then, say, Voyage and Lope Fernandez, they're both seven four long horses. I don't know whether this mile on this ground at that pace around this round track is suited to milers, seven four long horses, or nine four long horses. If it's suited to seven four long horses, Lope Fernandez wins this. Now, look, I think. Kamenko is a, a proper Group 1 miler. Uh, Uni's a big, big danger, but I want to see Siskin turn into a, a man here on Saturday and, and win this. Uh, you know, I think he's, he's arguably... That, that, I just can't get that that run in the Irish Guineas out of my head. It was unreal. And I think he's he's probably... the He would have turned out the best of the, the three-year-old... Um, Moilers, he'd have to win here to prove it, but I think he is going to do the business here. Very, very confident, uh, very, very confident, Declan. Um, Hannah, you got onto this? This is one I'm really torn on, I have to say. Um, I mean, I backed Circus Maximus um, back in the summer in Ascot when he won, and I mean, I, I don't know, I want to say I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up on him, to be honest. For me, I just... I know I'm always I'm always drawn to him. I mean his last ones weren't that great, but um but in regards to this race, obviously this weekend, do I think Uni will win it again? I think he will. Um but like I said, I'm just torn. I'm torn to how I place it because obviously like you've all said with Kamiko, it would be nice if Siskin could win it, but for this I'm very torn. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't know who I'd go with, to be honest. Um, but I, yeah, I think Uni would. I think he'll get it again. I think he'll win it again. Uni, Uni, Uni. Right, so that's mm. Uni for Hannah. Declan for you. System. Yeah, um, I echo every word that Declan said about um, Siskin possibly being better at four. I'm with him here. Um, but it will be interesting to see what Ryan Moore does in Circus Maximus because if this was right was a week earlier, he probably would have dressed up as an American jockey for Halloween and gone off like a scalded cat. But we can see if he can set the uh, fractions from the front. But no, it's 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 definitely a system for me. Um, yeah, uh, Stephen. Small weeks race right, Circus Maximus, but not confident. Not confident, right. Let's move on to the final race of the Breeders' Cup that we're going to be covering. It is the 9.33, the Breeders' Cup Turf, Group 1. Uh, the business end of this meeting now, and it's a set for a battle here between the Irish winners, um, Magical, Mogul and Tanawa. Aidan O'Brien has a top two in the back. Dermot Weld uh, looks to get his first um, Breeders' Cup winner on the board. Uh, it'd be difficult to say that Magical, um, seven-time Group 1 winner with uh, 5.3 million bankroll, has encountered a bit of a misfortune during a racing career. But imagine what would have happened if um, Enable wasn't running in a lot of those races that Magical was running in this year. So, so 
a little bit different. Her loss to enable um, the Americans no best came in 2018 in the Breeders' Cup turf at uh, Churchill Downs, where magical, a rising three-year-old uh, was beating her neck. Um, enable through a bit of a stretch run, finally succumbing three quarters of the length after that. What do we think here? Tanawa, nice, interesting runner here for the got well judged. You think best race of the weekend, isn't it? This one, um, I've got to be careful. I say in front of about magical in front of Andy and Deck, they sort of jump on me. (laughs) She's not better than Frodo, she better than Adam. Uh, Better than a jockey of scenarios, but um. I'm gonna go again. I'm against magical here. I just Andy's always like obviously I respect Andy's opinion more than anyone really, but he's always been a persuasionist all truly wants this trip. I've always thought she's better at Marlon Lacorta. Um this goes back to the it goes back to, for me for it's a ground based issue for me, is it? What Mogul done in France last time, I've called him a tortoise all all summer, but what he done in the uh the Grand Prix de Barry back in the summer, uh, the summer was it, about a month ago, was absolutely scintillating. I just wonder whether they've, they've found the key, it was a grand issue, or whether he's just needed time. Uh, Tanara again, I think on good ground, it probably would have run in the art, wouldn't it, instead of the opera. Um, her form's rock solid, four wins from five. The only time was that race at Ascot last year, where I think we sort of forgive her for that, didn't we, in Arc Day? Because we sort of, it was so bad behind Starcatcher that we just thought we couldn't have been a, a true running. Lord North, yeah, Prince of Wales winner, sort of ran okay in the Judmont, well beaten in the Champion Stakes, not for me. Um, Madai, I don't think she gets the trip. She she ran, she travelled really well in the uh, the Philly and Merritt Ascot. When turning in, I thought she might be the winner of the race, but she seemed to die out a little bit. I say that even though she won the Yorkshire Oaks, uh, Cheshire Oaks back in a uh, in her three year old career, but um, for me, I'm gonna go with Mogul, uh, Chris. Yeah, I think Ryan Moore, Ryan Moore cool. doesn't like riding the Group One winners, does he? When there's two cool more runners in a race, so um, strongly on Mogul. Thank you very much for that, Stephen. Hannah, what do you think about this one? I mean, I just had a quick glance at um, Lord North's form there, and actually, I've just seen the the last race he ran. What 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 actually happened at Ascot there? I didn't see that with his last race. Just ran poorly. He was last with Lord North. Did he? Did yeah, he, he ran terribly. He, he just oh, okay. wasn't good enough. Um, yeah, because I was because I've always I've always liked um, uh, Lord North, but I'm probably. I'm probably going to go with Mogul. I mean, a bit of a magical lover, really, like many. But um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Mogul. Sorry, this is one I haven't actually um had a proper look at, which I should have, because this is a very exciting race. Um, I have to say, but uh, just at a quick glance, yeah, I'm gonna go with Mogul. Mogul for yourself, um, definitely. Yeah, look. Magical. I, you know, see, said that that Andy always thought she wanted the the mile and a half, and I always thought that as well. But I don't think it matters with Magical. She, she she's great at everything, you know. 
you, you sent her off to the shop and she come back with two red boys steaks and a bottle of wine. She's just she is she is what she says on the tin. Like you know, she is she's an unbelievable mare. And I every time she runs, I say like if enable didn't exist, you're talking about one of the greatest mares ever. She is unbelievable. She's so tough. Like how is she turning up here? What sort of constitution has she got? You know, she she ran on that ground that Ascot at the Mud Festival a couple of weeks ago, and you know she was she was still toured, she was still toured in that race. You know, hated every yard of that race, and she still finished toured. We we said that you can you know, we we had the argument before some of our best performances were in defeat. They were second to enable, and then she came out <laughs> and she proved Steve wrong all year this year. And you know, you could say you could say that run that Ascot on that ground, maybe that was our best ever run. She just delivers all the time. It doesn't matter what's put in front of her. She just keeps going. She'd run through a brick wall for you. And poorly written it, last time. Wait, where? Ah look, she she's you know what I mean she she's had a she's had a very tough season. But she is tough and Look, that that festival, that festival throws it's worse than Punches Town. It throws up crazy results every year. You know, move move it to Newmarket. You know, it, it's ah look, we, we leave it at that. We leave it at that. Um, look, but she is she she's outrageous. She's unbelievable, and I just hope she she comes home safe here because like can it be good for a horse's legs going from switching from that heavy to to this firm? Like you know. I don't know. Um, Aiden's been unfortunate this week already. You know, personally, I think running a, a derby winner in a handicap is off the wall. I can't get my head around it. Really, really annoyed about it. And I won't get too much more into it. But I, I just hope Magical comes home safe here. Uh, Tanarwa should have run in the arc. We, we spoke about our needing... Uh, in like good ground she's getting she's getting faster than good ground here but she won that race at, at Longchamp and she probably would have she probably would have won the act you know she's a she's a really, really good mare and she has a top jockey like Christoph is, is probably my favourite jockey on the flat he he is class and I, I looked at the rest of the field and you know what it's all about the, the American me. They are top class. They are really, really top class. Mogul, I'm not convinced. His form is in and out. Yeah, when he won at Leopard Sound as a two-year-old on Champions Weekend, he looked like he could be the Derby horse. He's won at Longshot. He's just he, he's been in and out. These two, these two fillies at the top of the market, they are really, really top class. And I'm finding it very, very hard to split them again. It's it's a hard. For Magical and a head for Tanarwa. I'm a big, big fan of Tanarwa's, and uh, I, I, I can't, I can't really spit them at all. I just hope, I just hope Magical. I hope the outcome home safe. But you know, Magical at this stage, she deserves a really good retirement. Uh, she's been absolutely fantastic. She's very unfortunate to be around the same time as Enable because she would be one of the greatest mares ever, and you know she is for me. So I, I don't I'll find it hard to split them. You'll have to come back to me. Ooh, okay. Maybe Andrew. Can yeah, I'm, I'm just trying Andrew. to gather which Irish horse is going to win this. Um, I'm really honest with you. 
Um, like, you know, Magical has had a very, very tough season, but she doesn't give a rat's. She, she'd jump in the ring for 12 rounds and then she'd pop into the octagon for another five and then she'd run a triathlon or, or she, she, you know, like, no skin off her back. She'll do it all. Um, you know, Ternawa, totally agree with you, lads. She should have been in the arc. Um, you know, look, she's got her wins, but she's an incredibly progressive, typical Aga Khan filly that's only getting better. And we still don't know where her ceiling is. We, we, you know, she even proved her well-being on soft ground last time out, and we know that she handles this ground. Um, now, she's never ran on firm before. Um, so, you know, she has run on good to firm, but, you know, good to firm at the Curra and, and firm at Keeneland, that's, you know, that's night and day, really. Um, so it will be it will be new conditions for her. Like As for Mogul, you know, a, a son of um, Shastai, um, or Shastai, who is responsible for all sorts. She's she's the big money spinner, you know. She she's thrown the likes of Japan, Sir Isaac Newton, uh, Secret Jester, and Maros. So, um, they all have one thing in common, though. That family is if they wake up on the wrong side of bed, forget about it. And um, you know you're you've done your money, um, and Mogul has absolutely personified that this year. And you could put it down to the ground, um, which is fair enough. But the horse could well have an attitude problem because his form is so in and out. On his best days, he's probably the best three-year-old in Europe, and um, if not the world, you know, like he absolutely laughed himself silly at the arc runner-up last time out. Like he, he could not stop laughing at him. And he's gonna turn up here on this lightning quick ground. And if he's in the same form, forget about it. You know, he'll he'll probably he'll probably run off with this. Um but the only thing is that you know, he might need up his breakfast, he might you know you know, magical might have been annoying him in the stables, you know. So so I'd say like I, I'd like to say mogul, but you couldn't trust him. Um, you know the safest one would probably turn out. Um, but to be honest with you, Chris, it, it is hard to kind of it is kind of hard to split them. I would take the risk. I suppose I would take the risk that if Mogul's in the form that he was in last time out, he'll probably take all the beating here, though. So let's just summarise that, Hannah. What's your Mogul? I'll be yeah, I'll go, I'll go. Andrew. Declan, you're gonna come off that fence now. Yeah, look, I'm a big, big fan of Tanawa. Um, I think I, I backed her in the Oaks. You know, I, I backed her at Ascot on Champions Day last season. She was way down the field, and you know she is top class. But I just really want Magical to win this. You know, she she deserves this and she deserves to go out after winning this. And uh, oh, look, you, you're making me have a bet. <laughs> I'll have a bet on magical. Now, back to the irresponsible. Yeah, no, <laughs> and Stephen, yourself. You know, I've really top two uh, Phillies win this race, but I do fancy Mogul. And like Andy said, the way it went around Longchamp on that fast ground, he's just sort of, um, I just think maybe a penny drops. I'll be quite critical of it, but I just wonder whether it's just, it's just taking a while for it to all come together. 
I'm guessing he'll stay in training. I suppose the way he went around Longchamp, you're sort of already thinking about the King George next year, you know. It could be something to look forward to, you know. But, um, yeah, I'm a muggle, but um, I'd have no problem with either of the top two winning if, if, if muggle doesn't perform. I'm looking forward to a brilliant race there on Saturday. And that brings us to a close now of our Breeders' Cup preview. We've got two more races to cover um, in the UK now in uh, on England on Saturday. The two big races from Wincanton. Very disappointing three-runner field. First, we're going to start with with the Rising Stars and obviously Jace, the Grade 2 over two-mile four fillings at 2.25pm on Saturday. And we can see at the top of the market here... A very, very, very short price break. Yeah. What do you think, um, Stephen? Paul Nichols, this time of the year, he's normally pretty unstoppable, isn't he? Um, yeah, especially around Wincanton. Especially around Wincanton. It's, it's got good form in the book, isn't it? Ran behind his feet in the Silly Isles last year. Um, he also ran some. Global Citizen, Rouge V was only just in front of it. Last year in a way with Lad as well, so he's he's a very very worthy favourite. Um, I, I suppose he'll he'll pop off in front and he'll take all the catching, wouldn't he? But um, I don't know a great deal about the other two, Chris. To be honest with you, I've not done yeah. my homework, but I do know background something. I probably probably expect yeah. him to win, but that's right. Yeah, Declan, what about yourself? Now we're going jumping. Yeah, look, I, I didn't think he'd be able to find a, a jump race course in the Breeders' Cup, but you managed to deal with this week from him, Chris. <laughs> look, you know, look, this is what's this? A, a grade two novice chase. <laughs> Three days to be lapped in the beginner's chase in Ireland. Uh, Grand Santi. Grand, there, there's certainly some beginner's chases they'd be lapped in. Grand Santi, he was chasing last year. That was a bloodless win the last day. Maybe the pennies dropped. I'm not really sure what he's beat either, though. He does jump well. You know, it's, it's very important. If, if you're punting on a, a novice chases, they've got to be a good jumper, you know. And in a lot of novice races, the, the best jumper will win the race rather than the best horse. And, you know, that's why you can flip when they go and then they turn into senior chasers. Uh, Galaw. Has two chase wins. It's the second in the handicap. Bit of an unknown, but again, he, he jumps well enough. Hurricane Harvey was a, a fair enough hurler. Uh, his jumping probably needs to improve. It's between it's between Grant Santi and Galaw for me, and I wouldn't be back in the four to six shot. You know, I know it's in Canton. I know it's Nichols' time of the year, and I know Flowdon won this race in 2016, but, you know, I'd probably go for it. The, the, the Jamie Snowden horse gala. Oh, excellent. Nice to go against that Grand Sancy form. Hannah, what about yourself? Oh, where to start? So much choice. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, Grand Sancy. Well, I look, it's the favourite, isn't it? And I probably would go for that, especially Harry's won this before um, on Froden. Um, also, Grand Sancy uh, did well after the wind up, and I reckon it's going to be more success coming. So, I want to say John Fancy, but maybe to just switch it up a bit. Um, I'd probably say Galore. Um, but yeah, pretty of a disappointing race. Um, but it is what it is. So, we'll just see what happens. Very disappointing. The three run field. Such yeah, a good I blame the limited novices handicap chases for this one, Chris. Like, you can just 
show up off your hurdle mark and straight into a chase. Like, what what drug addict made that up? But anyway, um, look, um, <laughs> you know, you're only, you're only three runners. Um, bitterly disappointing. You know, Grand Sansi, it was a lovely... It was a lovely introduction to fences this season. I know he had a bit of trouble with them last year. Um, you know, and I don't think, I think he actually won a chase last year. So, if, am I right in saying he's not a novice going like past like December 1st? Or, it's okay. Um, right. So, you know, he's currently 11 stone seven here. Hurricane Harvey beat Emma Tom last time out, who looked allergic to fences. At Foss last last time out, um. So I'm not sure if that form is as good as initially advertised. Then you have the the four year old Galaw who looked like an absolute natural, um, beating Mister Medic and um, I, I believe I think it was Getaway Trump, and um, he's also playing the scalp of him in a in a tree runner chase, um, another yeah, horse who actually right. detests fences, but um. You know, he's a he's a four year old, only carrying ten stone seven. He's really, really unexposed. I think he has a higher ceiling than a pair of rivals. So I'll take that ten stone seven and a five to two, inject that into my veins, I'll have a go that. Gala for me. Excellent we are. So we're not all going for this hot pot then for this year. So uh, yeah, hands up if you're going for Gala. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's wearing green, so me and Andy are going. <laughs> and uh, yourself, Miss yeah, Hannah, yeah, yes. Hello, yeah. Well, yeah Stephen boring, just but... loves the Grand Sancy angle, doesn't you? I won't be backing in that race at all. You're backing in odds, aren't you, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if you want to be responsible gambling, then you need to back the outsider, don't you? Oh, the outside retreat. Where? That old chestnut. Well, Whistley brings us on to the final race of our preview. It's the three o'clock at Wincanton, the elite hurdle, and with the defection here of Goshen, it's a slightly a lackluster field. I feel I don't feel this is very very decent myself. Um, Scoriel's fresh from the Welsh champion hurdle exploits. This looks a lot tougher to me than that class two solo. Was Nichols his really talking horse last year and he failed to fire in the triumph. He's been gelded since. Diego de Charmiel, probably more well known for his exploits over chasing, isn't he? Master Debonair looks a massive horse. Brandon Castle, Castle goes off at that at the clappers. And uh, Tikhan, he's not up to scratch with this. So, um, Declan, where do you want to start? Yeah, look. Uh... You, you can pour whatever name you want on it the last day, but Skull Royale won a handicap. Uh, I think Bally Andy was second. And, you know, Bally Andy's one of those, he, he's one of those brave, tough horses he's run his race. Um, he'll always be knocking on the door, but, you know, it doesn't always mean that it's it's, it's top class form when you beat him either. Like, you know, he's the sort of horse you probably, you know, he come into a bit of form and then people start nibbling, jeez, you could win it. It looks like a poor champion hurdle this year. Might have a nibble on Bally Andy. He he's won. He's won there the weekend, and um, but really he's not up to scratch, is he? And I just think Scott Royale is is very very short. It was a great show by Steve the last day. Um, fair play. He, he he did he did win. I think you you tipped him up first. Kempton though, stay and he he won. A, yeah, 
Look, it's the same weekend, <laughs> wasn't it? You know, <laughs> it's like in France. You just back, you just back him that weekend. You know, whatever race he turns up in. <laughs> Solo was eight in the triumph. The race got a much needed boost the weekend because it took a hammering the week before when Al Mankind was was beaten at Cheltenham. And it's interesting, Al Mankind is, is chasing either tomorrow or Saturday. Um, so they've, they've quickly switched them. And look, because the way the season finished, it finished after Cheltenham, we're, we're still waiting to find out about that um, that, that triumph form. And as far as how ran second in the triumph, I know... Um, I know the horse who's, who who wins the class twos and the class three as fell at the last when he was, you know, people say he was going to win the race, but I'm yet to be convinced. But Aspire Tower was second, came out and won well, beat Abacadabras, beat Jason the Militant, uh, quick in the way from them well. It was probably a bit of a muddling race and a sprint for the finish and, and the fastest horse won. But, you know, that that, that race got some, a, a much needed boost. Um. Diego Duchamel is a better chaser than he is a hurdler, and I couldn't have him. I know Super Brian is up there, but I, I, I still couldn't have him in this race. Massa Debonair was a decent novice, was well beaten by Spartan John, who was eighth or ninth, I think, in the the Envoy LN race to Ballymore. It's it's still still you know still sort of figuring out. We know how good the winner was. Um, we're still figuring out the, the rest of the fields. We know Dick Orlande has come out and won a handicap down in Kerry, but you know he, he could still turn into a a decent horse. Uh, Brandon Castle's been busy all summer, and and Takani's been busy in the summer. But I'd probably, you know, I'd probably swaying towards, you know, with the boost from the the Triumph Farm last week, probably swaying towards Solo. Excellent. Thank you very much for that, Declan. Yeah, Andrew? Um, the, look, the way I see it is, this isn't a great race. We know what Sol Royale is, but we don't know what he's going to do. Um, you know, he, he could come out and bolt up, or he could just throw his toys out of the pram. Um, and for that reason, if you were taking 11 to 10, um, I look. It wouldn't be my book. Like I'm talking, about, you, we were talking about irresponsible gambling. Like that, that's a whole nother level. If if you take eleven to ten on so well, you know, like that's <laughs> like, that's just it's lunacy in my opinion. I will give this race a bit of respect if Master Debonair or Solo were to win, or better yet, be first and second, because we don't know their ceilings. And I think it's a very underrated, you know, discussion that Solo is gelded for the first time and he's still only four years old. Now, a four-year-old trying to give seasoned hurdlers and, in some cases, chasers weight, um, that's not going to be ideal for him. Um, so he might be a little bit vulnerable, but he should improve as the season goes on. I'm really surprised not to see Master Debonair go over fences, though. Um Again, he's probably a horse that we have not seen the best of. He's having his 10th career start because he did have quite a few starts and bumpers. Um, and he was very well backed and really well fancied at Ascot. And I'd forgive any horse a run at Ascot that day because the ground was horrendous. And 
none of them even backed it up at Cheltenham. It was just a messy day. Um, he looked really impressive before that. And I think the seven to one could be a bit of value if he was fit enough here. Um, I think he could go well, at, you know, at that price. Um, solely because we don't need, we don't know the scaling just yet. You know, I looked at Master Debonair, obviously. What about uh, yourself, Stephen? Last year. I think that was probably probably his warm up for the Supreme, but it didn't go too well. So I don't know what, what whether he's off, whether something went wrong that day or not. But anything connected with Tizard, like Andy said, you sort of expect them to jump a fence after their, their one season over hurdles, aren't you? But Bar Royale, he, I can't believe he's getting weight from uh, Solo. What's that all about? Um, you never, he's a bridal horse, isn't he? You know, he just. He can trance all over these cruise around and, and win, or he could he could fluff his lines. You know, he's one of them sort of horses I've always been drawn to. Him, I? But um, Solo's interesting one for me. Absolutely pissed up in the Donis, didn't he? I think fifteen lengths at Mumbai, and the one before that fourteen lengths. Um, the Triumph eight, it finished eighth. It was well backed. It was well fenced. I don't know what went wrong that right that day. I know like. Apart from Goshen, who obviously came out last, there was nothing else in the race, was there? Um, if you, yeah. I'm, I'm sort of going with Solo purely because of Nichols' form at the moment, and because I don't think it ran its race uh, in a triumph, and the Gelden operation as well. I think it could be key. You know, we probably haven't seen the best of him. I think nine to four. He's opened up six to one in the week as well, so nine to four. I think it's a bit of value, you know. I'm a big Sir Royal fan, but I couldn't, I couldn't touch that six to five. Far too short. Diego the Charmy, I think he's I think he's better than fences. I backed him last time down Silver Streak. He's just a bit he's a bit slow and ponderous over the hurdles, you know. Yeah. Uh what about yourself? I've Anna? written down solo. Um I'm looking at it now, but I'm I'm ch- I'm changing my mind because I'd be I do keep looking at is it Sue Royale that place say isn't it? But I mean I, I am put oh, off yeah. obviously of course by the price that's six to five. Um, but you know did well after his wind up. Um, so yeah, I probably would go with Solo if I was to place a bet on this. Um, so yeah, I'm going to stick with Solo. Excellent. Well, yeah, just I'm happy to stick with Master Debonair here, Chris. Master Debonair, um, how about yourself, Declan? Um, do you know what? After listening to you all, I'm going to go solo, Master Debonair, straight wow, forecast. Yeah, I love just a good one of those. Out Stephen? Yeah, and uh, how many yourself? Excellent, right. And that brings us very close to the end of our podcast, guys. Is there anybody who would like to give us any other bets? Yeah, there is one more question. We're, we're flying across the Atlantic Ocean there again, if that's okay. Uh, I, I was actually doing a bit of studying. <laughs> you know me with the old two-year-olds. I, I, I love taking a quick look. And and the juvenile sprint really did capture my attention. So this, this race is at Keeneland at half past seven Friday evening. Um. Now, I did touch, um, very slowly touch on Lipizzaner. Um, now, he has been com- campaigned quite like Communicate is here, and I don't think this particular test is going to suit him. But there was one horse that caught my eye um, quite a lot, um, and it was the 
Brian Joseph Hernandez Jr. Now imagine trying to fit that in the passport. Um, but like um, this this horse Bodenheimer, um, this t- this lad is fast. Like he, like this is Sonic the Hedgehog on steroids, and I think he might be able to make all here. Um, he was an easy enough winner last time out, beating Cowan by a length. Um, he had about a six length advantage as he kicked for home, and he just did nothing in front. Um, and I think he'd be able to take the step up in class um, in his stride. Um, he just looked really fast, a proper two-year-old. Um, so I'd be with Bodenheimer at a top price of nine to one at half seven in Keeneland on Friday evening. Um, and then he'll be part of my weekend Yankee with KN Pepper in the Phillies and Mares, uh, Siskin in the Mile. And I'm, would you believe it or not, I'm going to go with Gala at Wynn Canton because I, I just think his ceiling is way higher than both his um, opponents and the four-year-old getting weight. Um, I actually quite fancy him. So that, those will be my four for the weekend, Chris. Very much, Thanks very much there, Andrew. Declan, any others from yourself? Yeah, look, I, I'm also going to stay in there. Uh, Canaan because there's, there's a race, my forte there's a, you know, seven furlongs, there's a seven furlong on the door here, and, and this horse <laughs> in the in the midst of biz, you know a grade two winner here the last day, you know, and, and beat some winners, there were some winners behind the horse, so drawn four, very unexposed and unproven 25 to 1 is available, and I think that that's a great each way bet in this race. I, I, I normally dort farm, you know, on this track at Keeneland, the, the 7 4 lag starts down the shoe. You have lots of time to, you know, get your position. And, you know, the, Cipriano, the trainer, is going to have this horse in fine battle, and Emmanuel Esquizavaz, there, he's, he knows his way around this place. So I think 20, that in the midst of B is a great. Great value there, the twenty-five to one. Now look, more seriously, there's, there's a beginner's chase at Navan on Sunday, and uh, Easy Walk is turning up. Probably, I, I don't, I don't think the racing is great this weekend, but Easy Walk's worth keeping an eye on. He's not, he's not really a high horse, but he was second in the Ballymore, and he was second to Abercadaveris in the Deloitte at Leopardstown. And who knows? Like you know, he, he he's a Jiggenstown horse, so he he's he's bought to be a three mile chaser. He's gone in the beginner's chase. Uh, looking at NYLN last week, he, he's probably not going to put up to him off offences either because he was absolutely exceptional. He was just a natural. Anything he does, he does it really really easy. But there's been no talk about easy work, and he could be gone slightly under the radar and. If they keep him away from MVLN, he could be winning a lot of races this winter and, and turning up in in the spring and, and picking up some big prizes. So he's worth keeping an eye on there on Sunday. If he's any way, if he's odds against, he's definitely worth a bet. I know that's dangerous for the horse jumping fences for the first time, but those chickens down horses, they're, they're yeah, both jump fences. Um, thank you very much for that, Declan. Is there anything from you, Stephen? The 136 furlong race to sprint. I'm going to go with Ostilio. This also was a Britannia winner for Simon Crispin a couple of years ago. Um, sort of lost his way a little bit. He started the season with Simon Crispin, still running over a mile, but he's since got the pull mentally. He dropped him to six furlongs. I was really impressed last time. He beat my O'Brien of uh, 
Haggis's and uh, Escobar Fabio Ramirez who put really, really relish the soft ground at the row and um, I was quite impressed. I think they found something a little key with it, dropping in trip. So Stilio in the uh, one thirty, which is a six to one shot. And Anna Neriam, Richard Hannon's in the two oh five at Doncaster on the same day as a horse I've sort of followed for a couple of years. It's took him a long time to step up the trip's normally been campaigned at seven and a mile, but since she's been steps up to a mile and a quarter, she's sort of she's taken off. She absolutely loves loves soft ground and um I'd expect her to go very close in the uh in the listed Phillies race there. Um and a two in America I like Chris Battleground on Friday and KM Pepper. So there you go, that's a Yankee for you. Nice little Yankee there. And Hannah, is there anything that you like this weekend or is it um, not really a betting thing for yourself? Well, this weekend, um, like I said earlier, I didn't really look over the Breeders' Cup turf and um, I will be actually looking over that again because I'm probably going to change my mind. But I'm very much looking forward to that race and also, um, of course, the Breeders' Cup miles. So I think that's going to be a really good day. A nice day to be sat on the sofa and watching some racing. But um, yeah, other than that, no, just looking forward to those ones. Excellent. Right, and that brings us to the end of our podcast this week. So I'd like to thank everybody. It was a real bumper edition tonight. It's taken over an hour and a half. So it's a really good content, I feel, this week. We've had lots of discussion about the US racing and uh, the two races in the Wincanton. Guys, thanks, Andrew. Good, and thank Cheers, you, Declan. really enjoyed that, Mike. Cheers, Des. Thank you thank very you. much to Stephen. Excellent, and thank you very much, Hannah, for joining thank us this week. Thank you very much week. for having me, everyone. I've really enjoyed it. It's been great to meet you Cheers, virtually. Hannah. Thanks, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Hannah. And that's been great to hear. Make sure you give us a like on Twitter. Give us a follow at USO Podcast uh, on Twitter. Um, and we look forward to hearing from you again this uh, 